All right, welcome to a Thursday edition of the Third Down Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Pond. Of course, that is a play on my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Uh, with me now is my uh, my cohorts, my partner in crime from WFAA, Ben Grimaldi. Ben, uh, do we want to talk about Ben Bill Barnwell's mock draft? What did you think? Do we want to? Uh, probably not. Are we going to? Yeah, we're, we're probably going to talk about that and, and what he had the Cowboys doing with their trade. Yeah, so, yeah, let's get into this crazy talk. So, I mean, I, I know you're like me in that you're so sick and tired of mock drafts at this point. I mean, we're a week away, and if I see another mock draft, it'll be too soon. And, I say this like I'm not writing one that I'm going to produce prior to the draft. Um, so it seems like habitually we've seen quarterbacks mock to the Miami Dolphins, whether it's Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, or Tua Tagovailoa. But Bill Barnwell says they get Dak Prescott. In this mock draft, and I, I still can't believe ESPN even put this out there, Dolphins get quarterback Dak Prescott and the 17th overall pick in exchange. The Cowboys get the fifth overall pick and the Dolphins third round pick. I'm sorry, but if that's the case, you're going to have to sweeten the pot like a lot and you're not getting my 17th overall pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. So it's essentially you're just swapping spots in the first round and you're, you're throwing in a third round pick for the Cowboys. Uh, big whoop. This is just a it's a terrible idea, and I know the the premise was, hey, we're doing trades, and what trades would teams entertain? And, and the Cowboys moving up to to take probably two. I mean, I think that's the the call. If if they're going to trade up to five, I think they're probably going to take a quarterback because you're losing Dak, and they have no backup uh, presence in all, at all in Dallas. So you're probably moving up. You're probably taking Tua, but that's not enough. You have an established starter. Uh, you have a top ten quarterback still getting better in Dak Prescott, why are you going to trade Dak just to move and get another quarterback who has potential, but we don't know what two is going to be like. Uh, he does have a little bit of an injury, injury history. I'm not moving uh, a known commodity just for essentially what is a third round pick. I, I'm not, I know it's cheaper to go with two. Uh, Cowboys have money. That's not the issue. I don't understand why the Cowboys would ever entertain trading Dak uh, just to move up and take Tua, and and they're going to throw you a third round pick too. It just it makes no sense. Yeah, if you look at recent drafts, whether it's uh, talking about quarterback trades, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, that's the starting point I think for that conversation. You're going to give me multiple first round picks, mm-hmm. two. At minimum, three is really where I start that conversation. For that simple fact that we know in when in an NFL franchise, if you do not have a quarterback, you don't have anything. You can't possibly compete. I mean, you can have those outlier years. I mean, people are talking about, oh, well, look what Case Keenum did in, in Minnesota. Great. Did he win anything? No, he didn't. You know, you've got to have – a franchise guy and it's so hard it seems like year in and year out we have these 
guys come in like, oh, this this guy's the next Andrew Luck. He's the next Peyton Manning. And then what, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. It's the hit rate of quarterback is so low that for me to give up my franchise guy, a guy I believe in, a guy that I've seen on the field and seen what he could do, I saw what he did last year. I just, I'm not entertaining the idea at all, just for the simple fact that I got so many other needs, I don't want to add quarterback to it. Yeah, and for the Cowboys, what, what what's the purpose? You have a team that's, that's kind of ready to go. You're, you've got a team that's that's on the cusp of really competing. Why would you trade the established quarterback for an unknown commodity in Tua or Herbert or wherever you want the quarterback to be at five? And, and for me to even entertain that, Surprise, surprise, the Dolphins have three first-round picks. That's the only way I entertain it. Hey, you're, you're going to give me five, what do they have, five, 12, and 26? We may talk about it at that point, but without all three first-round picks, uh, I've got no need to, to move on from Dak Prescott, to, to go into the unknown when I know that Dak Prescott is continuing to get better year after year, uh, and he's their quarterback. So I'm not entertaining it at all. It's just unless. Yes throw those three first round picks at me and maybe I think about it and possibly that's a, that's a deal. But, but without that, I'm, I'm, I'm out on that trade. Yeah. I think the problem that we're running into here is that ESPN and not just them, I've, I've kind of seen it through multiple media outlets. They're so starved right now for content and attention that they're just throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, what is it, what it, was it? Dan Orlovsky was was on ESPN or Get Up or whatever their their show was, and he was saying trade Dak and then add Cam Newton and draft a quarterback. I just just completely out there stuff. I mean, I know there's no sports going on, but but this it, it's forget bad TV. It's just it's stupid. <laughs> it's just, yeah, who would do that? I yeah, I don't know that anybody would. But let let's talk. A little more realistic. Uh, yeah, I know we kind of agree that that wide receivers a need in this draft, and it's not something you need to address in the first round. Obviously, there's countless guys. Uh, give me three names of guys that you are fine with sticking and picking at 17, uh, and then beyond that, I'm guessing it's it's bailout. Obviously. That's what a lot of people are talking about. It seems like the last few days I had Cole Thompson on from pro football network. And he was, he was telling me that, you know, he, he thinks the best option is the bell, but who are your three guys that you would stick and pick? And for the record, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bail guy too. I, I'd love to go down, but uh, if one of the top three receivers are there, I'm all in on taking a receiver who's more along the lines of a short thing, CD lamb, uh, Jerry Judy or or Ruggs, I'm I'm okay with taking them at 17 if your best defensive options have have gone. Uh, so I'm okay with any one of the receivers. So if one of them are there, uh, that's one okay. I'll I'm staying picking. Two is C.J. Anderson, and we know that that's looking more and more unlikely that he's going to make it to 17. All the talk in the last few days has been him just flying up draft boards. Uh, but I would be okay with them staying, sticking, and picking him. And and I know that, that Chase On's the, the hot name for the Cowboys at, at, at edge rusher, uh, outside linebacker slash defensive. And uh, I'm okay with them 
sticking there and picking him too. Uh, but that's a real short list, I think. I, I'm not sure one of the receivers makes it. I don't think Henderson's making it. And Jason's 50-50. It depends, you know, what the Falcons do. And there's talk about oh. them moving up and pass and 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 uh, pass rushing ends. But those are the three names I'm okay with. There may be a, a name or two besides that, but those are the big three I'm I'm okay with staying and picking. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, does that tickle your fancy at all? Oh, man, the reports today, right? That that uh, it's not just his his legs and knee; it's his hips, and he's starting to scare a lot of teams off. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I've been, I didn't get to see those reports yesterday. I was kind of, I had other things going on, but uh, I'll have to look into that. I didn't realize that more medical reports on Ken Law have come out. That That's unfortunate because he's one of my favorites in this draft. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like the, to go back to your point about CJ Henderson, it seems like with him, it's becoming not, is he available in, you know, top 20 picks. It's does he survive the top 10 now? It seems like yeah. uh, I heard a report that somebody, uh, one team actually favored him over Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the same report. And if, I mean, if that's the case and if the Cowboys really want Henderson or if they really wanted a corner uh, and the, the reports are true, there's no way they're going to get Henderson that I don't think they're going to move up into the top 12, top 10 range to pick them either. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I always thought if there was a cornerback in this class that you trade up for, it was Jeffrey Okuda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it, you know, like like we've said, you know, it, it seems like more and more each day when we hear about these players, I mean, you know, prior to the draft when they got <clears throat> Leighton Vander Esch, we knew Leighton Vander Esch was going to be the pick. Um when they were going to draft taco, it was more and more that we knew that it seems like with this year, and maybe it's because of the current way the world is right now with COVID-19 and the pandemic and all that and the quarantine that we're not hearing as much, but I'm, I'm honestly getting more of the trade down vibe than I am them taking any particular player at 17. Yeah. And I think, I actually hope that I hope that's the case. I hope they're they're thinking about moving into the the mid to early twenties, grabbing a third and maybe fourth or fifth round pick for for somebody's troubles because uh, I'm not in love with what's going to happen at seventeen. I, the The interesting thing is if if C J Henderson is flying up boards, and, and all three receivers are going to be gone, and there's there's probably at least three quarterbacks right going to go in the top sixteen, and, and you got the three receivers that somebody's going to be pushed down, right? Who's, who's the player that's going to be pushed down. There could be a guy there that really gets pushed down boards and the Cowboys are sitting there like, Oh crap, this, this guy's still available. Is it possibly Derek Brown? Is, is that a possibility? I mean, you go back to 2013, no, nobody thought Sharif Floyd would be there. And yeah, he was, I, and I mean, that's on him, but, but yeah. I mean, could, is it a possibility that somebody, through the cracks and, and makes it to 17. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Derek Brown. If it happens, that's got to be the pick, right? If, if Brown slid to 17. Yeah, you know, Brown was is a name that I could see sliding down. Um, you know, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, your, your biggest hope is that there's this run on quarterback and run on offensive tackle early. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many names out there right now of, of you know, uh, the Becton out of Louisville, uh, Jerick, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. There's so many names, uh, offensive tackles, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. You want all those guys to go in that top 10, top 12. Uh, and then hopefully you get a guy like Derek Brown or what could be better. Let's just say that the Cowboys aren't happy with the players that are available at 17. That just makes the trade back so much more attractive because teams are willing to give up more to move up because a guy that they've been eyeing is now sliding down the boards because of that run on offensive tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, all in the top 15. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I'm hoping there's a sweet spot there where somebody's like, okay, this guy fell and, and the Cowboys don't appear to be interested in this, in this particular player. And somebody wants to go up. Let's say, you know, let's say some team really likes, let's say quarterback Jordan Love. And they say, okay, this is the last of the quarterbacks that we would like. And the Cowboys are sitting there at 17 and, you know, maybe that's the sweet spot where somebody says, okay, I need the quarterback. There's the last yeah. one there. Let me move. I don't know that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's the type of move that I'm hoping happens. The Cowboys have no interest in the two or three players who who we might be talking up for them at 17, and the Cowboys say, okay, let's bail, and somebody goes up to 17. You need a partner. That's that's the whole yeah. point. You I don't know. One. Yeah, I don't know who the, the player is. That team is going to be like, okay, we really want that guy, where the Cowboys would be like, go ahead, we don't want him. I, I could see I could see Green Bay trying to move up for Jordan Love because I'm hearing that they really like him. So if Jordan Love starts to fall, that would be one team I would look at as a possible trade back option. However, that puts Dallas near the very back end yeah. of the first round, and and that becomes a little more tricky. But if you're because let's just talk about some trade back options, uh, guys that I I really like as a trade back option. I like Jeff Gladney, the cornerback out of TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Trevon Diggs, a uh, cornerback out of Alabama. Or maybe it's one of the safeties in uh, Xavier McKinney. Uh, I, I don't know that Dallas will, uh, will value safety that high. Um, I still think that they're, they do value safety higher than they have in years past. I just don't know that they are willing to put a first-round pick on a guy like Xavier McKinney or Grant Delpit. Um, which I will go on record and say I am not a fan of Grant Delpit in the first round whatsoever. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I think if you're trading back, I, I don't like Diggs at 17. I don't like McKinney at 17. But if you're talking about, you know, what Packers have 27, 28, something like that, I'm yeah. okay with that. Trade back, grab a pick, and then and then take one of those guys. I, I'm with you. I don't want anybody from LSU in the first round except for Chase on. I don't want Queen. I don't want Fulton. I don't want any of those guys. I want Chase on or Bust in the first round for the Cowboys with LSU. I'd rather bail than than grab any of the, the LSU players at, in the first round besides Chase on. I What about, I mean, I know the Kenneth Murray thing pops up and there's a lot of traction with the Cowboys really liking him and he's a, a good, he's a really good player. He's a really, really good person. Uh, I don't want them taking a linebacker, but, you know, if you're trading back to the late 20s, he may be the best option that they, they feel they can get after trading out. I'm not a fan of, of, of picking Murray. He's a great player. I just don't want the linebacker, but he's an option there if you're trading 
trading back. But I'm I'm with you. I like I like McKinney. I like Diggs in a trade back. I like Zach Bond in a trade back. Uh, and you know if, if Kenneth Murray is there, it could be an option because they seem to like him. Yeah, the the thing with Kenneth Murray, and I'll and I'll circle back to Bond's point here in a minute. But the thing with Kenneth Murray is if they take him, I start to question how healthy Leighton Vander Esch is. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Yep. I mean, to me, that signifies, given what this team needs, linebacker isn't a need that I would consider is not one of my top three needs on this team. Because um, when I looked at it, I, I looked at it three position groups that I thought that they needed to upgrade as their first three, not so much their first three picks, but their first three areas they need attention. And that's defensive line, mostly on the edge. Um, they do need interior help, though. Uh, so defensive line, wide receiver, uh, and defensive backs. I mean, because they could use upgrades at all positions. And so if you're telling me that linebacker over those three, that that's why I, I'm thinking there's some red flags there. Yeah, I, I think that's, a, that's an extremely valid point. I, I think they would be worried, even though they keep telling us he's, he's fine, surgery went well, he's he's on the mend, he'll be fine for the season. But, you know, it does worry you. It does worry about about his neck. It also, there's a little bit of this, if they don't like – the pass rushers they're getting, they trade back, they take Murray. I know that they really like Jalen Smith as a pass rusher. Maybe they put him more in position to rush the passer than they would if they didn't have uh, Kenneth Murray. I think that's kind of the plan anyway. I think they want to have him rush the passer a little bit more than he did. Cause they they really, uh, Jones, I believe, raved about it a year or two ago, that, you know, that if Jalen Smith can get after the passer. Uh, but I'm with you. I think it's a it's a red flag for for Van Der Esch. I don't want Murray, but they seem to be enamored with him. I don't know if it's a it's a ploy, if it's it's just a a trick to get who they really want. But you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of taking Murray. But who knows what the Cowboys? Well, they did a they did a virtual chat with Jalen Hurts, so they must obviously not like um, uh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they hate <laughs> Dak too. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so. Yeah, let's go back to Zach Bond. Yeah, I'm like, and I know John Owning is is all about Zach Bond, but like for me, I don't like Zach Bond at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I can get him at 24, 25, 26, not a problem. And the thing is, like with Bond, I don't have the same. I wouldn't have the same red flags popping up about Leighton Vanderesh if they take Bond, because. Like, while I don't think he's the best pass rusher, I think Dallas views him as a pass rusher, not so much as a um, a off ball linebacker. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that that would be the plan. I agree with that. Whereas, whereas if they take Murray, Murray is see this is the way I look at it: is Murray is that off ball linebacker who can provide pass rush. Whereas I think um, Bond is a pass rusher who can provide you something as an off-ball linebacker. Um, yep, I agree. It, it's, and, and that's really where that goes. But, you know, like like we were saying, it, I, I think it has to be defensive back or uh, edge rusher. Um, if they trade back, I, I wouldn't be upset if they traded back and landed a wide receiver uh, such as uh, Jalen Rager. 
he's a guy that I really like. And, and for the simple fact that um, unlike some of these other wide receivers who may be there, um, may or may not be there, Justin Jefferson from LSU, T. Higgins from Clemson, uh, Jalen Rager provides not just the, his abilities on the field as a wide receiver, but he gives them that return ability. And that's something that I feel like the Cowboys have desperately missed since the uh, time of Dwayne Harris. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of, of Jalen Rager too, and I'm a fan of his speed. I mean, the Cowboys Cowboys do have deep threats. I mean, Michael Gallup can get down the field and and, and he can he can go up and get the ball, fifty fifty balls, things like that. But I think they need a legitimate speed guy on the on the outside too. So I think I think Rager really helps them uh, stretch the field vertically with his speed. And I love his his special teams, uh, what he brings to special teams too. And if if we're talking about hey, we're getting we're getting back to being really good on special teams, Jalen Rager makes a ton of sense as a playmaker in the offense, and he makes a ton of sense as a playmaker in special teams. And they they desperately need that on special teams. Yeah, they do. Now I know we were talking earlier uh, about uh, reports or about the Houston Texans possibly moving on from either Kenny Stills or Kiki QT. Um, obviously, you know, me and you kind of went back and forth about it. You like Stills. I like QT. Um, do you think it's possible that they could add somebody? And I, I got a, I got a little pushback on adding QT uh, to the team because he's played 15 games in two years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was the first question I got. So my response, of course, is, so you're telling me he's played more games than Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown combined. <laughs> and I know that's a shot, but the fact – and I, I like Noah Brown, don't get me wrong. This team, whether it's in the draft, and I think they need to look outside the draft as well, uh, this team lacks so much at the wide receiver position beyond Amari and Michael Gallup that – you know, it kind of worries me about what they're going to go into the season with. Yeah, and and for me again, it's it's the deep deep passing threat that I, I really like Kenny Stills and his ability to, to to get vertical and be a big play threat and a receiver for the Cowboys. I think QT fits the slot need that the Cowboys have, and he's he's a little guy and he's he's quick in and out of his breaks, and he's a but like. Like whoever questions you said, it's been 15 games in two years. It's he, he seems to be banged up all the time, and I don't know if you know Bill O'Brien didn't use him right down in Houston. Maybe, maybe there was a beef there. You know, he didn't like DeAndre Hopkins apparently either. So, well, um, I do know that there were several games, about a handful, maybe four or five games, where they just they didn't pl- they didn't activate QT in favor of other receivers. So. I don't know what was going on there, whether it was a personality conflict, whether they thought maybe he was still hurt, whatever the case may be. I know there were several instances he didn't play because they uh, decided to go with other wide receivers over him. And normally I wouldn't question a coach's decisions on that kind of those type of things because they have a better feel for their team. But we're talking about Bill O'Brien here. (laughs) who makes questionable decision after questionable decision. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why I'm saying I don't know if it's just an injury thing or if he didn't he didn't mesh with O'Brien, but and I certainly like QT. I, I think he's got a ton of potential. Um, so I'm okay with Stills 
being the number one option, and then Kiki QT being a backup. And I'm I'm still interested in bringing uh, Taylor Gabriel too to be a slot option for the Cowboys. So uh, assuming none of those guys or or they don't draft one relatively high, Des I think there's a lot. Yeah, it does do. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for what the Cowboys want to do with Blake Jarwin, and I think they want to put Pollard in some of those situations on offense too. And this is just pure speculation. Obviously, we don't know what Mike McCarthy's offense is going to look like and who he's going to put where. Uh, but I think Pollard and Jarwin are going to get a lot more of those opportunities uh, if the Cowboys aren't enamored with any of these receivers in the first few rounds or if they don't bring another – receiver in to play uh, meaningful snaps. I think Pollard's an exce- a really good option, I think. I think Blake Jarman's going to be a really good option, too, if, if they don't really bring anybody of significance in. I think that may be their plan. You know, I could see them bringing in another tight end uh, to kind of help out in, in blocking-wise. Uh, I don't think that they're going to bring another tight end to compete for the starting role. I think that's Blake Jarwin's deal, and I, I honestly, I believe that that he's deserved it. Uh, my big concern, obviously, like I said, is wide receiver and having people uh, that they can trust and count on. My, my one big question, and a guy that I think has kind of got lost in the shuffle here, is is Devin Smith. I mm-hmm. mean, he, was, he was a guy early on who showed a lot of promise. He had a big game against Washington, and then he just kind of disappeared, kind of like, you know, maybe you had some questions about Kiki QT down in Houston. I have some questions about Devin Smith. Why was he sitting? Was it a Jason Garrett thing? Did they just not mesh? What was the deal? Obviously, he's still under contract. Should be back next season. I'd like to get him in the mix some. Maybe mix him in at slot and outside. Yeah, I mean, Smith was second-round pick for the Jets. He's still young enough. He showed a, a heck of a lot in the preseason last year. He was one of those guys you would kind of afterthought, but he, he showed out in the preseason, made the team first few first few games. He was he was out there. He caught that huge touchdown against the Redskins, and he kind of disappeared. Uh, I'm all for seeing more of what Devin Smith has to bring to the table. Let's see if he can kind of re- resurrect his career. Let, let's see if he can pull a Laurent Robinson for the Cowboys, have just a really, really good year. And then uh, the Cowboys ship them off, get a, a decent comp pick back. But but I'm all for. Let's see what Devin Smith has. I mean, he has a good pedigree. He went to Ohio State. He was he was drafted in the second round, so so he's got something there. Let's let's just see if Mike McCarthy and his staff can get more out of him than Garrett wanted to or could have gotten out of Devin Smith. Because the talent's there. Uh, it was usually a health issue with him and, and with the Jets. So. Let's see what Devin Smith's got. I don't want to give up on him either. I want to see more from him. I'm with you there. Holy cow, LaRon Robinson reference on the third down conversion <laughs> podcast. Blast from the past. All right, man, we're going to get into more draft conversations in the next week before the NFL draft. Ben, I want to appreciate you hopping on the podcast this week. Y'all follow Ben at Ben Grimaldi. Check out his work at WFAA. Uh, ben, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. All right, Patrick, appreciate it. Have a good one.